Welcome back, everyone, to The Great Compromise. I'm GOP Jim, and today we are changing up the formula a little bit. From time to time, we're going to be doing episodes on more niche, semi-political topics that interest us. And I apologize to all the Victoria stands out there. She's not with me today. But don't worry, Queen Victoria will be back. But for now, it's just you and me. So welcome to the No Spin Zone. Privacy is the word of the century. We like to think we still have some, but since the rise of social media, we have effectively, willingly given it up. So what do we have left that's still private? Well, not much. But for now, we still have our medical history and DNA. Of course, that is the next big privacy battlefield. If a medical professional takes your DNA for any reason, you know it will be kept confidential due to HIPAA laws. But what about when you willingly or unwillingly give it to private companies? There are companies like 23andMe and Ancestry.com that will send you a DNA test in the mail. You give it a good swab, send it back, and voila, you have your results. But then what happens to your DNA? We've probably all heard of the Golden State Killer case, where despite never doing a DNA test himself, he was caught because of a family member's DNA, allowing authorities to find him. Now that may not sound so bad, DNA leading to the arrest of a notable serial killer. But how does this new story sit with you? San Francisco police used DNA collected as part of a rape exam to link a woman to a crime. The woman's DNA, which was collected in a rape exam as part of a domestic violence and sexual abuse case several years ago, was used to link her to a property crime in the city. Police identified her in the crime based on evidence from the rape exam. Now, I don't know about you, but my reaction to hearing this was outrage. That is absolutely ridiculous. Luckily, the charges against her were dropped because it was a violation of the Fourth Amendment, of course. But this doesn't change the fact that the police are secretly collecting DNA from rape victims and using that database in future criminal cases. Talk about a violation of privacy. It's hard enough for women to come forward and even get the kit done. The last thing they need is yet another deterrent for doing so. This is why genetic privacy is so important. The good news is some states are starting to pass protection laws for this. California, for example, passed the Genetic Information Privacy Act, which puts restrictions on the data collected by direct-to-consumer DNA testing companies. The law requires customers to give express consent before their genetic data can be used for scientific research or shared with a third party. And other states are starting to follow with similar laws, including Utah and Arizona. It's important that these companies don't just bury your consent in a mountain of service agreements that no one will read. This information is too private and too important for that. Our current privacy laws don't cover our DNA because they were written long before at-home genetic testing. In fact, HIPAA was first enacted in 1996, and the Human Genome Project didn't even reveal the first draft of our genetic code until 2003. These laws are just out of date. In 2008, Congress passed the Genetic Information Non-Discrimination Act, the law prohibits prejudicial treatment by employers and health insurers on the basis of a person's genetic information, but it doesn't prevent other entities, such as life insurers, 
mortgage lenders, or schools from denying services based on a person's genetic makeup. And now, in 2022, that information is a light breeze from being completely public. Can you honestly tell me that you don't think those organizations will discriminate against us based on our DNA? Of course they will. They barely need an excuse to discriminate right now. Just wait until they think they have a reason to. Of course, there are those that actually support some kind of DNA database. Some claim it's been helpful in solving cold cases and has freed innocent people from jail. While that is true, it's important to know that, according to the National Registry of Exonerations, the misapplication of forensic science contributed to 52% of wrongful convictions and false or misleading forensic evidence was a contributing factor in 24% of all wrongful convictions nationally. It's not a perfect science. DNA is often mishandled or misread, and I think that it's important to remember that life is not an episode of CSI. Now, to no surprise, China has the world's largest DNA database. But we do have one here in America, too. DNA is taken upon arrest, and even if you are found innocent, they keep your DNA indefinitely. In fact, the only country with a database that has ever removed DNA information is the UK. They removed 1,766,000 DNA profiles taken from innocent adults and children from the database, along with 1,672,000 fingerprint records. That's not a small amount of innocent DNA on file. You can only imagine the amount China and the United States has. And I haven't even mentioned the potential for these databases to be hacked. Breaches in security are not uncommon, and it could lead to our DNA information getting leaked, and potentially used against us, yet again. But here's what really doesn't make sense to me. You aren't allowed to get a warrant to search every house in a town for one criminal. So why do the police get to use a private DNA database to do the same mass search without a warrant? Does that make sense to you? because it certainly does not sit right with me. If you also think we should have genetic privacy, my best advice is to not use the at-home DNA tests. But if you want to be proactive, contact your local and state representatives and ask them to pass legislation to protect your right to genetic privacy. Hopefully it's not too late. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of The Great Compromise. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, and we're up on YouTube now as well. In fact, I'd like you to let me know on any of those platforms or in the comments how you felt about this new Niche Issue episode. Let us know, and we'll see you next week.